It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. And guess what, boys and girls? The NFL season is a week away. The Washington football season, less than a week and a half away. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 40 Five minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. And trust me, if you don't have NFL Game Pass and you like the NFL, I don't know what to tell you. Get it. It's awesome. All right. So let's get you through this episode. We are going to hear the rest of Scott Turner. We played a couple of minutes of it uh, on the last episode. You'll hear another huge chunk of it today. Dwayne Haskins and the rest of the offense. And you'll hear Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator for the Washington football team. So that means our opening segment here will be short, crisp, hopefully, and effective from practice on Thursday, again, we're only able to see about 20 minutes or so. Uh, Jonathan Allen was not out there. Adrian Peterson was working off to the side. Sadiq Charles, once again. Thomas Davis, once again. Donald Payne, once again. Um, uh, I think I mentioned Jonathan Allen. So though, and, and Antonio Gandy-Golden. Kendall Fuller, all not practicing. Now, listen. Are all of these guys not going to be available for the season opener? Uh, a week from this Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles, September 13th? No. I mean, you know, you hope that guys like Kendall Fuller, I think it was a veteran maintenance day for Adrian Peterson. You hope, hope that, uh, you know, uh, some of these other guys can return to the lineup. But it's been weeks now for Sadiq Charles. He was loosening up and warming up last Sunday morning, and here we are through Thursday's practice, and he has not practiced yet. Um, I know they're being careful. I know they're being cautious. You obviously don't want to set back. I don't want to rush anybody by any means because the previous staff and the previous training staff and head athletic trainer Larry Hess always used to rush people. They were always in a rush because they were so desperate to get guys back. So I certainly can't be a hypocrite and say, no, 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 you got to rush these guys back. But at some point, you start to get a little bit concerned. You start to get a little bit worried. Again, I think we still have more than enough time. If we fast forward to next Wednesday or Thursday and all of these guys are still not practicing, meaning game week for the Philadelphia Eagles, that's when you start to worry. So whoever's not practicing, say, let's call it next Wednesday, after a bonus day, after this weekend with the cuts, all of that stuff, that's when you get concerned. Right now, it's just more an extension of training camp and a buildup uh, to the regular season. So I, I don't want to get you know too panicked or anything like that. I mean, again, 
a little bit concerned. Guys like Sadiq Charles hadn't practiced in two-plus weeks, right? That's going to force them probably to take an extra offensive tackle, maybe an extra offensive lineman. Instead of taking nine, they might have to take ten. Instead of taking four tackles, they might have to take five. All of these roster machinations go into it. I asked Ron Rivera about that on Thursday, and he basically said, look, you know, probably going to have to take an extra offensive tackle. You know, they, they're going to go heavy on the offensive line because of the COVID stuff um, on the offensive line. And nah, he didn't say it, I don't think, but that indicated maybe the defensive line being that he was kind of indicating that, you know, COVID was a concern, you know, because those guys are breathing on onto one another uh, more than other positions. So I would think defensive line is affected by that, but I don't know for sure. So the bottom line is this. I would look for 10 offensive linemen out of the initial 53. That's my guess. Uh, with five tackles and five interior players, which includes your starters and, you know, a couple of guys that have positional versatility to play three different positions, both guards and center. And then maybe two more, three more on the offensive line on the 16-man practice squad. Well, this is it. we'll see. So those 53 cuts come out on Saturday afternoon at 4. They will start trickling out on Friday, I'm sure, if not before then. So if we get lucky with our last episode of the week, uh, which will be on Friday afternoon sometime, Friday early evening for the weekend, we will get you those um, reported cuts, which, again, they won't become official until Saturday uh, at 4 o'clock Eastern time. And remember, just as we kind of come to find out, you know, with the Leonard Fournette situation and even uh, the the offensive tackle sharp that the uh, Washington team got from the Vegas Raiders, you know, sometimes you see a reported cut and then a team can make a trade because a team jumps to the beginning. So it doesn't always end up that way. And they are going to try and trade some guys that they know they're cutting especially some young veterans that they know they're cutting to try and get something uh, for them. All right, so that is the lay of the land uh, there in terms of the injury report, in terms of the information that we have. Uh, Again, Dwayne Haskins, the starting quarterback, as we mentioned, and had coverage of on the last episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. When we return, Scott Turner, the rest of the offensive coordinators, first meeting with reporters in training camp as he gets ready to call his first game here in Washington. Of course, don't forget the legacy that the Turner family has here in Washington. His dad, who's unemployed right now, I'm sure he's probably burning up his son's phone. Um, his dad, the former head coach of the old Washington Redskins. All right, that's coming up next right here on LOWFT. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell with you right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. And let me tell you something, I am pumped up for the NFL season. And guys, this season, 
you can get your football on your time with the NFL Game Pass package. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, the crazy catches, the wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place, and NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archives. Go get it now, guys. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, right out to Scott Turner. The rest of his conversation with reporters from Wednesday after practice in Ashburn. Scott Turner, including my question, which you'll hear shortly here. Ron is a guy who has a lot of mantras and a lot of sayings. Is there one sort of saying or mantra you've been trying to get Dwayne to to sink his teeth into this offseason as you've been working with him? One message you've been emphasizing? Yeah, I mean, you know, talking about decision-making, um, you know, we, we say we play the game. We don't play plays. You know, that's something that we talk about with our quarterbacks. And, you know, every play is not going to work. And knowing when to say when, uh, you know, whether it's throwing the ball away, tucking and run, or even protecting the football and taking a sack, you know, those plays are just as big as uh, in games as the, you know, the big chunk plays or the completions because it allows you to get to those other plays. And, and that's something, you know, competitors, uh, young and old quarterbacks, a bunch of guys have issues with that. You know, they want to make every single play work. And, um, you know, the, the key to it in this league is to eliminate the negatives. Um, and then when the defense does give you the opportunity to make a big play, taking advantage of those, you know, um, but that, that's something that we preach um, to all of our guys and, you know, obviously Dwayne included. Hey, Scott, it's uh, Chris Russell. Thanks for doing this. Um, how do you feel about the tight end group specifically? A lot of, you know, obviously off-season questions with Vernon retiring and Jordan leaving and then you guys not bringing in per se a big name. But I know Ron has talked about Logan Thomas and the relationship he's developed with Dwayne Haskins. How do you feel about that group of 10 days or so before the opener? You know, um, I think that's another group that's that's really, you know, improved. It's guys that, you know, maybe their roles were smaller um, in the past places they've been. And I think they had to adjust to kind of being, um, you know, talking about Logan, Marcus Ball, uh, Sprinkle, you know, guys that are, that have, you know, now their roles have gotten bigger and the pressure that that brings to you on a daily basis to perform. And, um, you know, Coach, uh, Coach Hayner, our tight end coach, has done an outstanding job uh, with them. 
And again, there, there, those guys, I mean, Marcus made a hell of a play today in practice and, you know, I don't know if he makes it a couple of weeks ago and it's just the confidence of playing and being out there. And uh, I think they're ready to go, you know, overall, you know, we talk about, you know, our guys and there's a lot of people in that situation and these guys are hungry, you know, and they're professional athletes and they're, uh, they're excited to play and I'm excited for them. I wonder, as you guys try to figure out what you have on offense, how much will we be able to learn about you and your style of play calling uh, as we, you know, in the first few weeks of the season? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we have a good idea about what we have. We've been able to practice. Um, you know, we're going to obviously learn more because when the real game, when the real games start, you know, you kind of figure it out a little bit more. But, um, you know, we, we have an understanding of what we have and we're going to try to get these guys to do what they do well. And, um and, and turn them loose and let them go play and, and not, you know, not be hesitant. And, you know, we'll, we'll make decisions, but you'll see. I think you'll, you'll have an idea. Other than your dad, who would you say were the biggest influences on, uh, on what your offense looks like now? Um, yeah, so obviously you said my dad. Rob Chizinski is a guy that I worked for uh, in Carolina when I was there the first time with coach. Um, and really, I was quality control coach then, so you work really closely with the coordinator and you kind of get a feel for how they put a game plan together. Um, and you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, he, he does a lot of good things and, uh, really learned a lot from him, uh, then was able to work with my dad for a number of years. Um, but I also, I, I try to really study a lot of the guys, a lot of the, you know, the guys that are successful, um, you know, look at uh, as much tape as I can at all, at all levels of, of the game and just try to think, Hey, what, what, what can fit us? You know, what can fit the players that we have? Hey, Scott, John Kahn, ESPN. I'm curious with Dwayne, was there something that surprised you about what you saw from him this summer? No, I, I kind of, uh, I had a decent idea of what type of player he was. I didn't know him as a person, you know, um, you know, but you know, I've heard, heard good things. I mean, everything is, is good. The, the one thing I guess, that surprised me. I thought he could really throw it just watching on film, but he can, I mean, he impressed me just with his natural ability to throw football. He's a, he's a natural passer. He's got a quick trigger and uh, doesn't need a lot of space to do it. And some of the plays that he made in tight quarters uh, throwing the ball, that's kind of what jumped out to me uh, over the over the course of this camp. And then you've been around Ron for a few years. Um, a lot of stuff has happened here, as you may have heard in the last couple of months. How have you seen him handle it? And, you know, what, what did it, you know, well, how have you seen him handle it? And, and what, did you learn anything new about him based on that? No, it, it's as I expected it coaches, um, you know, he's as stable and steady as they come. And, you know, he's, it's the same guy every day. There's no, doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. You know, he's very demanding um, of, of us, you know, as coaches and, and, and of the players um, and the expectation level ne never changes. Um, but you know, he doesn't panic. There's no panic in him whatsoever. It's all, it's just steady. And Hey, if we, an issue comes up, here's the plan. This is how we attack it. And he expects everyone to, to be on board. Um, and it's, it's great. It's you couldn't ask for a better, a better guy to work for than that. And someone like that. Hey Scott, Donna Hopkins, pro football plus when you look at the offense with the preseason and with the regular season, just a week away, how do you see the offense? Is it where you want it to be? Or what are some areas that you still want to see improve in the next few days? You know, as of like now, just being able to just go against our defense, uh, I think we're about where, you know, where we would expect at this point. Yeah, I mean, we obviously love to have preseason game, love to see, you know, um, play in a, a game setting. We did a nice job of simulating something like that uh, this past Saturday, I thought. Um, but 
you know, I, I don't think there's anything else we can necessarily do until we actually start hitting and tackling for real. Um, and, you know, where it's if it's third down and you don't get it, you've got to get off the field and then your punter take a field goal um, and you play in the real flow of a game and those situations come up. We practiced all of them. We've done them all in the in the, uh, in the situations now. Yeah, we, in a normal situation, you have more reps of that um, because of having a normal offseason um, and maybe a little more extended training camp. But, you know, we, we have to deal with the cards, how they've been dealt. And um, for the practice time we've had, I think our guys have done an outstanding job of attacking this situation. And, um, you know, the, we're ready for that next step. I'm just curious about Dwayne. What do you think it says about him that he responded uh, the way that he did when you guys kind of challenged him all throughout the offseason? I think he's just a football player. He loves football, you know. I think um, that's one thing, you know, that I, did, I learned about him. He loves the game. He loves going out there and playing, being with his teammates. Um, and he, he never blinked, you know. He never – was, you know, said, okay, you know, whatever. He, we, you guys want to com- me to compete? He's like, I mean, he's going to go play and he's going to um, respond and get himself in the best shape possible. I think that, you know, there's some negative things maybe that have been said. And I, and I think he saw some of that and he, and, and it fueled him a little bit. And uh, I think he's naturally a motivated guy anyways, because he likes to win and he's a competitor. Um, so I think that's what it says really is just that he's going to compete and he's going to do what it takes to, to win. Hey, hey, Scott, uh, Ben Standig with The Athletic. Uh, obviously, there's so many unique aspects of this uh, summer, this training camp going into this season. One of them is no preseason games. That means that teams, you don't get a chance to see as the play caller what some of your opponents uh, might be up to, but they simultaneously don't get to look at what you're doing offensively or get any sense for your personnel. As a new, relatively new offensive coordinator, what do you think is is that more of a plus or an advantage or a negative going into the I, I can't even tell you. I mean, because there is, it's, it is a give and a take for sure. Um, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of uncertainty, but you know, you know, Philly, I know that they, they've got, they got their, you know, defense coordinator back and the same head coach and stuff, but who knows, they could have done an off season study and, and had a whole, they got new personnel. They could change what they do based off their personnel. Um, so, you know, they, they could have the same, same deal. Um, I think, you know, as a, the negative obviously is our young, we got young guys and playing the NFL um, in a game, you know, can be a little bit intimidating. And even though it's preseason, like it's for real and you're playing against professional, other professional players. Um, so you don't get that, you don't kind of get that out of the way. So we're, we're going to have to go and guys are going to have to be ready to go. There's no, you know, there's no adjustment period. It's kickoff and, and we're playing um, September 13th. Hey, uh, Scott, this is uh, Scott Abraham with ABC7. We were actually going through the archives last night, and we found some hilarious video on your 15th birthday. It was back in 1997. I think it was training camp um, at Frostburg, and you were taped to a hand truck. Uh, I think it was by Terry Allen, covered in shaving cream, wheeled out to practice. What do you remember about that experience, obviously, just being with the guys and them kind of torturing you, in a sense, uh, on your birthday? (laughs) Those guys were great. And I, and I was a smart, I was a smart Alec kid and, and I, you know, I, I deserved it. I deserved every bit of that. And I, uh, my birthday is, you know, on, on August 7th. So I've said like, I, I turned 38 this year and I think I've at least 30 of those have been at, at, at training camps and it didn't take long for those players to figure out that it was my birthday. And that happened. My dad, my 12th birthday was, was my dad's first year. That was in 94 and every single year that was, they were going to find me on the seventh and there was different variety. I got put in a trash can once I got, 
you know, they were good. They, they found like taped to a bench one time, you know, that the hand truck, that was like the, that was the biggest one. I think, I think that was the last time I was there at training camp because then uh, for high school, like the, the camp started a little earlier coming after that. So I wasn't able to be there, but yeah, those guys, it, it was fun. And uh, like I said, I deserved it. All right, once again, thanks to Scott Turner, Washington football offensive coordinator. Thanks to the Washington football team and their PR department and WashingtonFootball.com for providing the audio on that. Coming up next, defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio brings us home right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you and right out to Jack Del Rio. Uh, he, uh... Uh, he looked a little tired today on the uh, on the old video, if I must say so myself. Uh, the coaching schedule, it was very hot and humid, so I'm sure that was a part of it. Uh, the coaching schedule just wears you out, even if you take a couple of years off like Del Rio did. Um, we haven't talked to you since uh, Ron spoke to the team with the uh, cancer diagnosis. I was just wondering what your approach is to potentially filling in there and uh, uh, what that would entail for you. Well, the big, biggest thing, um, you know, I mentioned to coach, you know, whatever he needs that I'm prepared to fully support him. So, uh, you know, we've spoken and, and discussed, you know, the possibility of there being a need for me to step in. And I just assured him that, um, you know, he's put together a good staff and, and you know, we kind of have our marching orders and we know it's expected of us and he can, he can anticipate that we would carry on. So if you were to do that, it'd be more about emulating Ron's approach than you being you and, and your style. Yeah, and, and fortunately, we're pretty close, you know. So, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, uh, we, we, in a lot of cases, see things very similarly. And, um, and, I, and I understand what he wants. He's been great about communicating what he wants and what he's looking for. And, um, and, and so we would just carry on. Hey, Jack, now that you've been with this team for, you know, close to six weeks, what are some of the specific areas you think there can be kind of immediate improvement on from last season? Well, I mean, we're just, uh, we're just attacking it, you know, and, and, and looking for improvement everywhere. And so, um, you know, every aspect, everything we touch, we're trying to put our, our imprint on it, um, you know, make sure that the guys feel us, that we have energy every day, that we go attack our jobs every day and try and get a little bit better. In, in all three levels of our defense, in particular for me, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's, a, there's a need to grow, you know, in the front, uh, at, the, at the linebacker level, at the second level, and in the back end. And, uh, and we're pushing them, and we're, and we're coming along. We're making strides. We still have a lot of work that we have to do. And um, so that's what we're doing, just pushing every day. And then on the back end, you, you've got some guys starting to really miss some time here. Um, Kendall Fuller has, has missed a bunch of practices. Are you still kind of in that training camp mode where it's take your time and get right? And when does that shift to we're focused on week one and need our guys out there? 
as week one approaches, it's always we need our guys, our best guys out there. That's that's never not been the case. So I think, um, you know, we went through a camp. I think we were pretty productive in our camp. I think we, you know, looked to manage things the best that we could. And, um, and so, you know, we just approached it that way where, you know, the guys that are able to go, go, and the guys that need to not go are not going. And, and you know, the trainers obviously do a great job with that. RV does a tremendous job providing information each day for us to adjust uh, our workloads on and, and uh, share the work where we can and eliminate things if we need to. And so, you know, I think we've done a, a really good job of, uh, of adapting to the situation as it develops. Hey, Jack, when we talked to Sam Mills a couple weeks ago, he said the D-line feels the pressure to lead the defense. I'm wondering, the defense as a whole, is that an attitude that's kind of permeating as the offense is a little younger, a little more improving? Do you feel like your group needs to set the tone here for the season? Not really. Uh, I, I don't really look at it that way. I don't think the D-line ought to, in particular, think they need to do anything other than do their job. So, you know, for us, it's about developing a mentality. Each guy understanding where he belongs and how it fits and how it ties together and how you impact your your teammates and you want to be a positive impact on your teammates. And so, you know, um, I, I don't want us doing anything more than that. We don't need to try and do extra. We need to just do our job. And, uh, you know, job number one for, for your defense is to, is to not let the opponent score. And job number two is get the ball back for your, for your offense as, as early as possible, as, as quick as possible. So, you know, that's, that's what we have to do. Limit points, get the ball back for our offense, and we're going to work hard to do that. And then specifically, Troy Apke is someone who is a constant back there in the secondary. What have you seen from him in this third year? More physicality, more understanding of angles. How has he kind of locked down that spot next to Landon Collins? Well, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about spots and what, what are locked down when the season starts and people see it for real. I think at this point, uh, Troy has done a nice job. You can see he's gaining confidence every day. He is working hard at understanding our system and where he belongs in the system and getting his job done. And, and yeah, he's worked on all the fine points of playing that position. And I think, you know, Rock has done a great job with the safety position, Chris Harris with the secondary overall, and, and, and us developing a confidence and an understanding of where we belong and, and, and where we need to show up for each other. So that's, that's what we're working hard at, uh, communication and understanding where we belong, how, how, you know, we're able to play with certain leverages in, in different defenses and, and uh, being able to do our job. And uh, you know, Troy's had a nice camp. Double down on the communication part that you just mentioned. When, when you came here in January, I think you mentioned it was easily identifiable how many problems on the back end there were with communication. Is that something that's a lot harder to tell because you haven't had any preseason games? Or can you immediately tell between you and Chris and uh, Coach Rogers back there that the communication amongst that group has definitely improved since what you saw on tape? Yeah, and I, and I don't want to refer backwards, you know. Um, really, really, I don't see any benefit in that. I know we don't have a preseason to talk about, so we, we tend to want to go back and discuss last season. Um, I, I would just say that, you know, our job is to make sure we understand how we fit together, where we all belong, what our responsibilities are, what we need to be seeing to get that job done, and, and make sure we're locked in, you know, and, and we work with great focus. So, you know, that's really been the approach. And, um and, uh, you know, we're making strides and, uh, and that'll be, a, uh, you know, that's not like something I'm pushing for now that I won't be pushing for next week or the week after, the week after that. I'll be pushing for that every day.
Hey, Jack, Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. I wonder how much you think uh, your defense will be – or defenses across the NFL will be affected, obviously, by a strange offseason, no, no preseason games. How much do you think that will affect the defense, and, and in what ways do you think that will change? How much – I didn't understand the question. Um, say that again, please. I wonder, like, because there are no preseason games, because uh, of a strange offseason in general, I wonder how much you think – the play of the defense early in the year, like in the early goings, do you think possibly they're, you know, poor tackling? Do you think that things uh, could be different or, or affected on the defense in the early going? Well, I mean, there's, you're entering a little bit of the unknown. So that um, is kind of exciting. You know, we'll see how it plays out. I, you know, we're working every day, every rep we take in practice, we are, we are looking to develop the skills uh, necessary get population around the ball and to tackle with the proper leverage. So we've been working at it. Um, we don't get to actually go to the ground, but I don't believe that you have to actually go to the ground to, to understand and to teach and to develop how to get it done. So we're, we're working hard at it. Um, we'll see how well we did with our teaching uh, when we start the season. But I, I anticipate we will tackle at a high level. Uh, I, think, I think if you want to play good defense, you have to tackle. Hey, Jack, John Kime, ESPN. I'm hey, curious. John. How are you, Jack? Um, I, I'm curious with Ron, has there been a moment that stuck with you with something? Because there's been so much he's had to deal with and go through since he's been here. Has there been a moment that stuck with you with how he handled it? And what, if, if so, what kind of jumped out at you in those moments about what, how you handled it? No, I think, I think you just look at uh, Coach Rivera does a great job, I think, of being authentic. Um, he communicates very directly with staff and players. So, you know, to me, uh, in this business, if you get it straight, whether you like the information or not, you know, I think you can accept that as a man. And, and I think he's created that, he's beginning to create that kind of culture here. And that's what we're looking to develop. Um, you know, we want our men to act like men and do the right things for the team. And that's what he's, that's been the the basic message that um, he reinforces every chance he gets. And I, I don't suspect that would stop. So I love it. He's consistent. Um, he, he's, you know, very, very straight talker. And uh, I think, I think we all appreciate that. And because you've been in that job, you've had that role for many years before. How hard is that to be as a coach? Because again, so much stuff comes up. It sometimes would be easy to let your guard down or to show a certain emotion, how hard is that to not do that and to be that consistent? <laughs> I think we're all going to show emotions. You know, we're people, you know, we're, that's, that's normal. But I, I think, um, you know, each guy has to be true to who he is. And I think Ron's very true to who he is. All right, and it's time for us to say goodbye right here on this episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for downloading. Make sure you follow at Locked WFT pod at locked WFT pod on Twitter, me at WrestleMania 621. Uh, you can also check out my work on SI.com, Washington football there, and 1067 the fan on the radio.com app, and by subscription, Warpath Magazine. So there you have that. All right, adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.